Welcome to View from the Top of the Goalpost. Yes, you see an empty Lambeau field behind me, and uh, it's going to be empty until about probably next August when they're playing some preseason games there. But I am Diesel, joining you from Diesel's Dapper Dungeon and Delight, because I'm not going to let that get me down. I have plenty more things in my life to let me get down, but I'm not going to get down at all because we're dapper here. I'm joined by the first place loser, Dadalak Chad. Hello, everyone. Yes, I'm not down in the cave i'm up in the living room and it's i just i don't i'm just didn't feel like moving my stuff down there so you know it happens it's been one of those weeks we didn't even record last week because just life and everything with like damar hamlin and it was only a couple days and i still felt weird about it and i didn't feel like talking about picking games when he was still you know, at that time he was still in an induced medically induced coma and now where he's at is like amazing nobody could have ever imagined that it would be this quick of a turnaround for him i am uh i was i'm very happy to hear like how well he is doing heck yeah yeah congratulations to hamlin and everything like that and just great news absolutely one of the craziest things it was just terrifying to see and it's just such a good thing that we have a happy ending to this story so far. So, Yes, I agree. But we still did make our picks last week. Just did um, radio silence. And yeah, uh, I went 12 and 4. Chad went 9 and 7. So I was already up three games on him. So that significantly raised my lead. And I win the season at 163.91. And Chad finishes at 157.97. and Chad still finishes at a clip of 616. Hey. Uh, that's, I think that's pretty good. I'm at 639, just missing out on 64%. We round up, we get there. But, yeah, I think that anything over 60, and like when you're predicting NFL games, is good. Yeah. we're. I mean, as, great. Prog- as prognosticators, great, it's, it's pretty good. good. Yeah, as yeah. prognosticators, pretty good. But there were a lot of games that happened last week, and unfortunately – there's a lot of teams that played last week that aren't playing this week. So we're not really going to be, it's going to be a little bit different of a format this week. We're going to more focused on the super wild card. But of course, we do have to talk about our respective teams who unfortunately had a shot all the way until the final week, but did not punch their ticket into the postseason. That's of course the Packers and the Patriots who are always seeming to be the same team. One's in the AFC, one's in the NFC, but they always seem to have like similar records, similar feels to them. It's it's crazy. And if there wasn't uh, 17 games in a season, neither of these teams would have had a shot. But they did. And I mean, I think for the Packers, it was a little bit worse because all they had to do was win and they were in. Uh, New England needed all to New win England had to do too. Miami to lose. No, what? we just had to win. We controlled oh, our own destiny. Needed Miami to lose. No, we didn't. Either way. Either way. It sucks because uh, New England was in it for the majority of the game. The Packers were also in it for the majority of the game. But, like, the whole time you had this feeling that they weren't going to win. And I, if we would have recorded last week, I would have told you that I wanted Seattle to lose to the Rams because I felt 
deep within my bones that Detroit is more dangerous as a team that's been eliminated because now they have nothing to play for. They know it's their last game of the season and they don't want the Packers to go. And that's exactly what Dan Campbell said at the end of the first quarter when they interviewed him. And I knew it. It, it just, I don't know. The game wasn't very good. And it's like, you can't be mad about it. The Packers didn't deserve to be there. What I'm mad about is the Lions did deserve to be there. I think the Lions even deserved to be there more than... Seattle did but unfortunately didn't shake out that way tiebreakers had Seattle going and that's just the way it is but the Packers a lot of questions this offseason I I don't even know I don't even know I know Joe Barry's coming back um oh. I think it's a mistake I I really and this isn't a joke and I know this is a pessimistic view I don't. I honestly don't think that Matt Lafleur is a leader of men. I think it, they're a flawed team because of him. Because he can't. Like, look at look at uh, Quay Walker. Like that happened twice. That shouldn't happen once. And if it does happen once, you bet your ass it's not happening again. If you have a good coach, that's not happening under Dan Campbell. I guarantee you that. And I don't know. He's just not a good leader of men. I would fire him. I'd fire Joe Barry. And I would trade a first-round pick for Sean Payton and Vic Fangio. And, like, I would have Sean Payton, like, mentor Jordan Love. I believe that he could actually... I think that could be a winning combination. It's never going to happen. And we'll see where Sean Payton goes. But that's my thoughts on the Packers. What are your thoughts on the Patriots? Man, the Patriots, as you were talking earlier, the Packers and Patriots are very similar teams. And this Patriots team is just flawed right now. As, don't get me wrong, I have full faith in Bill Belichick. I don't I don't want Bill to go away. I was so glad to hear that he said he's coming back for another year. But on that note, we need an offensive coordinator. I don't know why we thought that Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, Beavis and Butthead, could get this done for an entire season, but it didn't work. It clearly didn't work. And also, Mac Jones doesn't really work. And don't get me wrong, hey, this game against the Buffalo Bills and these final few games of the season, he aired it out a little more. Did he look okay? Yes. Is he the quarterback of the future? No. Because he looks like the quarterbacks of the past. He cannot move in the pocket very well. He looks like a tree back there. And that don't work in today's NFL anymore. You got to have a little wiggle to you. Because if you don't have some wiggle to you, you're getting sacked. Or you're getting hurt. You know who he reminds me of? Who? Brad Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Like a guy, he just sat back there. Yeah. I mean, occasionally... He would move out of the pocket, but he was so slow that it didn't matter. Like, he reminds me of Brad Johnson. He was successful back in the day, but, like, yeah, he wouldn't be today. No. And Mac Jones' ceiling has already clearly been established. Like, the ceiling is already hit. This is a two-story house. That is Mac Jones' future right there. Yeah, he can be solid. He can be a game manager. And we can keep him around as a backup but we need a quarterback. And now with the fact that we missed the playoffs, just like the Packers did, and we have this kind of middling first round draft pick, I don't know where the Patriots go from here. Our defense is good, 
but it's getting older. Like, we drafted a whole bunch. Our secondary is very young, but, like, our front seven and our linebackers are getting older. And then our offensive line has kind of been a wreck. Like, we keep losing pieces and everything like that. We've got great running backs, and then we have a weird, like, cadre of wide receivers out there. I don't know where the Patriots go from here because I think everyone else in the AFC East is getting better and better. Like, I don't think the Bills are going anywhere. I think the Jets are a very fast ascending team, especially if they can figure out what they're going to do at quarterback. And the Dolphins, if they can, you know, keep a healthy quarterback and maybe figure out a couple more pieces on defense, that team's also stacked. So the Patriots, I worry... Because I trust in Bill completely, but we are now dealing with a much more loaded division, and we have a lot of questions at quarterback and at on offense in general. So, I I want to. This is a very important offseason. I feel like for the Patriots, they got to figure some things out. I feel like for the Patriots and the Packers, they both screwed themselves by thinking they were legit contenders this year, like. Like I've said it. How many times have I told you the Patriots are one draft away? I feel this in my bones. That defense is good enough. They put some more, a little more talent on defense and add a lot of talent on offense. They have some. They have a good running attack. They do definitely need to upgrade a quarterback. I already and I also told you two weeks ago what's going to happen. And I'm telling you, I, I'm calling it. Tom Brady's coming home. Okay, him and Belichick. Are gonna win one more and they're right off in the sunset. I'm telling you. Run it back NFL, one more time, boys. It's the NFL. And you're right. I think they do need to get one guy running the offense. And there's one guy that I think would actually work out really well for them. And he's actually linked to the Packers right now because he's their former offensive coordinator. But I wouldn't go back to the Packers if I were him because I don't. They're more in limbo than the Patriots, I believe. Uh, I would go to the Patriots. I can't think of his name right now for some reason. The guy from Denver Broncos who just got fired this year. Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett. I think he's a great offensive coordinator, and maybe he could be a good uh, head coach. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe he has the same problem as Matt Lafleur about leading. Because if you, we'll talk about it because we're talking about the Chargers in a minute. But if you watch that game and how like Denver looked. Maybe it was Nathaniel Hackett, but he's still a great offensive mind. And I do believe losing him, the Packers definitely digressed. And that was part of the reason their offense wasn't as good. That was part of the reason they weren't scoring in the red zone this year. I think Nathaniel Hackett had a better game plan than, I don't even remember the guy's name that right now. But uh, I think if they had Nathaniel Hackett, I think the Patriots, I'm not even joking. I think that if Tom Brady comes back, it's like, I don't know. It's like one of those things where you pair things together and they just get better. And I think that even though they might not like each other anymore, I just think they get the best out of each other, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. And if I were Robert Kraft, I would be pushing hard for this. Tom Brady's a free agent. I mean, draft a guy. Have him sit under Tom Brady for one year, win your Super Bowl, and then boom. I mean, you got chubby. 
it, it would be pretty much the it'd be like the empire coming back because the NFL would just go the evil empire is back and I I would love it I I would apparently, bust out my Tom Brady jersey apparently depending on who you talk to the NFL is rigged so they're gonna write this storyline and make sure that it happens so sorry Anyways, do you want to make some playoff picks? You ready to talk about some super wild card action? I would love to talk some super wild card weekend. These games, for being in the playoffs, are kind of underwhelming. The matchup They are. It's a little wonky. It, it is. Like, every team that made it in this year, it's just weird. I feel weird about it. But anyways, we're starting off on Saturday at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. We are seeing the... They finished at nine and eight. The Seattle Seahawks facing the thirteen and four San Francisco 49ers, who were one at one time three and four, haven't lost a game since they got Christian McCaffrey. Um, I there's no way that Seattle's winning this game. No. They almost lost to the Rams. They should have lost they to the Rams. Are, they should have lost to the Rams. You're correct but the referees got involved. So you never want to play though. You never want to play against the stripes. Like you want they'll to win every time your opponent. Yeah. They'll win every time. Ask, ask Mike Holmgren, Super Bowl 45. I know that was uh, Packers fans. Super Bowl 40 against the Steelers. Ask Mike Holmgren how that worked out against him playing the zebras. Didn't work out very well. No, they run up and yeah, down two, the field on you. They got two bullshit touchdowns, like, call back. Two bullshit calls. Whatever. I just watched a video on that yesterday, so and it brought back memories. Um, anywho, I got San Francisco. They're nine and a half favorites. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be shocked. Literally shocked if they didn't win this game. Yeah. I mean, unless Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey just I mean, basically fumble the game away where they just keep like every time they touch it, they fumble the ball. I don't see Seattle's offense scoring. They couldn't score against the Rams. Like they had to keep kicking field goals. And Geno Smith has turned back into a pumpkin. I don't know. He can't do it anymore. He is not the Geno Smith at the beginning of the season. Geno Smith is the single season passing leader in uh, Seahawks franchise record and you say well he had an extra game but if you look at the stats he did it in less passes than Russell Wilson did so I think that is a legit record that's wild that's absolutely wild but yeah I got San Francisco <laughs> and the same thing about uh, a lot of people were bitching about Jamal Williams passing Barry Sanders for the Lions record, did it on less carries. I have, So I think that's also a legit record, even though Barry Sanders got the ball like nine out of ten plays. I was about to say, that's, still, <laughs> that was still, no matter what. touchdowns in one season. That's incredible. Hey, I have no qualms with records being broken now that we have an extra game. Just the way of the world. All right, folks, that's how things happen. And, you know, they want records to get broken, so records will be broken. Yeah, there will still be asterisks, though. It's the only thing that sucks about it. 
But I think you gotta look at the stats rather than the games, because I think that's a misleading thing. But anyways, San Francisco's winning this game. I yeah. nine and a half. Sure, sounds good to me. I would like, say I probably uh, this is the bronze block of the week. Take San Francisco. It's in Santa Clara. I know it's a division game, but I have very little faith in Geno Smith. He just has not looked good. And that Niners defense, though it has had a couple hiccups, is going to be playoff bound and playoffs are a different football. So give me those nine and a half points. I'll eat them. Moving on to the second game on Saturday at 7.15 Central Time. We have the finishing at 10 and 7, the Los Angeles Chargers who are the five seed traveling to the four seed nine and eight Jacksonville Jaguars who needed every bit of their defense to beat the Titans, but the Titans looked worse somehow than the Jaguars did. Um, Yeah. Even with that, even with that Titans Jaguars game, I lost a little bit of faith in the Chargers after what Denver was able to do to them. They didn't rest their starters. They played their starters the entire game, but it seemed like they were resting. Like, Russell Wilson looked like Russell Wilson of 2013 when they won the Super Bowl. He was throwing up and down the field, and all of a sudden, Jerry Judy, like, remembered that he was, like, a really good receiver. These really last fast. few weeks, Jerry Judy has been amazing. Like, what everyone thought he was going to be coming into the season and, like, looking like he did last year, I don't know, like, was it Nathaniel Hackett? Who knows? But, like, I don't know. It made me lose a little bit of faith in the Chargers. And I don't know, that Jacksonville defense, they're, they're beasts, man. Like, I don't know. I am... Like Los Angeles is favored by a point and a half. I'm going against that. I'm going Jacksonville is going to win all right. Because I think that it's going to be a low scoring game. I think it's both of these defenses are going to control the game. And I think it's going to come down to whoever has the ball last. And I'm just going to go with it's coin flip to me. I'm going Jacksonville. Hey, I, I do agree that I think this is a coin flip kind of game here. I think that the Jacksonville defense is super hot right now. I do have some concerns about that Jacksonville offense as Trevor Lawrence has not looked good in the past few weeks and it's kind of looked like back to Trevor Lawrence of last year or the beginning of the season and not the Trevor Lawrence who was on fire in the middle of the season. As with the Chargers, I have very little concerns about their offense but that defense, I have a lot of concerns about because they're very up and down. So really this game, I agree. I think it's a coin flip. I think it could go either way. I'm going to take the quarterback that I trust in more, even though this is both of their first times in the playoffs, right? Because Trevor Lawrence never made the playoffs. Neither is Justin Herbert. So two untested quarterbacks. I'm going to take the one I trust a little bit more, which is Justin Herbert. So I'm going to take the Chargers. I do agree. I think this is a one-score game, though. Um, so I would take the money line on whichever team you trusted more. I don't think I'm going to bet on this game till Saturday morning is when I probably will put a bet in if I do put one in. But I'm not feeling too confident either way. But I'll pick the Chargers. Think about how wacky this matchup is, too. Like, if you think about, like, 
the history of the league since the Jacksonville Jaguars have been in the NFL and like how up and down both these franchises have been that it just it's a wacky matchup if you think if you go like think about it that way but uh I don't know this might be the game that I'm actually most excited for too like I like both these teams because they both could be considered underdogs and I'm always looking for that underdog to root for that's why I really wanted Detroit to be in there because the whole NFC side I look at it and I'm just like gross like I just <laughs> gross. I don't know how to feel like I really don't like any of these teams like legitimately like I've even contemplated rooting for Minnesota but like I bleed green and gold so that's like almost impossible to do Gross. If they made it to the Super Bowl, depending on who they were playing, there's a possibility just because. Just because. You know? But most likely not. I don't know. It's, I don't I'm I'm I guess I'm going for AFC because I don't I like you know I like the Dolphins. Don't mind the Bills. I like Jacksonville. I don't hate Chargers. Yeah. Baltimore, they can go like swag. <laughs> yeah, there you go, there you go. Um, yeah, Cincinnati, big fan of them too. So go AFC. Yeah. I, uh, is it weird that Trevor Lawrence gets to host a playoff game before Justin Herbert does? No, because the divisions they play in. Yeah, like, that's true. That's a good, that's a good Chiefs, point. <laughs> the Chiefs, there was, there was no way the Chiefs were winning that division this year. And the self was winnable for anybody up until like week 10. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm just talking as, about the Houston. As I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If you listen to this podcast, you listen to it with some regularity and you bet with me and you bet the Jags when I told you to, I won you some effing money. So you're welcome. Sidebar. Sidebar. Speaking of Houston. How hilarious is it that Lovey Smith knew he was getting fired, that he refused to tank and went for two? Yeah. I love it. I love that call so much. And the fact that it got the Bears the number one pick for coach of the Bears. Like, oh, man, Tom Grassi had a short this week about that. Um, that was hilarious. Uh, you should check it out if you haven't seen it yet. But I can't – like, I was – I was rooting for another tie between these two teams. Because how funny would it be if it started the season with a tie? And ended, ended the season, the season with, a with a tie. It would have been perfect. Yeah. Uh, and it was one point away from happening again. Yeah. But I'm glad Houston won. They deserve to. And the Colts are actually considering Jeff Saturday as head coach. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want to keep losing, that's fine with me, I guess. <laughs> I don't even. That's got to be like a decoy, right? They're bringing it's in Sean Payton, like, yeah. It's, they've they've got to be going after somebody much bigger than Jeff Saturday. Like, yes, bring him in to be the offensive line coach, uh, something, but not the head coach. Come on. You went one in seven. Yeah. There's no way you can hire that guy. No. And then and Frank, then... right? Right now is the favorite in Carolina. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Let's talk about playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> let's talk about playoff football. I don't want to hear about the coaching recycling of old guys. Like, f- idiots, just stop it. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to the next game. First game on Sunday at noon. We have the seven-seeded Miami Dolphins traveling to 
the two-seeded Buffalo Bills. Miami finished at nine and eight. Buffalo was 13 and three. And Buffalo is favored by nine. Uh, it's still up in the air about Tua. I doubt he's going to play just because three concussions. I think you need you, – you're just done for the year. I, Shut it down. I wouldn't put him up. Yeah. So Tua's not playing. I, I don't even know how – the Bills even beat the Jets last week with Joe Flacco starting. It that game was the one of the worst games of the entire year. It was so boring. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't the worst game. There was a couple Broncos games that were worse than that. Maybe that, that Monday night game against San Francisco. How did the Broncos beat San Francisco? I don't I don't have a good answer for you on that one. Anyways. I, Weird. I don't know. I if Tua were to play. I don't know. That game week two or week three was amazing. Yeah. When I came back. I want to see it again, but I don't want to risk his health. So I'm like hoping that he doesn't play. So I'm going Buffalo. Yeah. Also, this game will be played in Buffalo, not Miami. So it will be cold. And yeah, the Dolphins hung with the Bills last time. But yeah, I don't see Tua playing. I don't think uh, Teddy Bridgewater is probably going to play either. So I think that means it'll be Skylar Thompson, I believe, is who started against the Jets and will be starting a playoff game. And I am not picking Skylar Thompson against the Buffalo Bills defense. Once again, this is the silver lock of the week, folks. If two is not playing, give me the Bills and I will eat those nine points because they're playing for Hamlin. I saw them just do it this last week against the Patriots, and they are playing with some emotion right now. So, yeah, give me the Bills, and I will eat those nine points for the silver lock of the week, folks. I mean, how crazy will it be if it's, once again, Buffalo and Kansas City in the AFC Championship, but this time it's at a neutral site. Like, how crazy is that going to be? That I mean, Buffalo is guaranteed to not have to go to someone else's stadium to play them. Yeah. It's... That is an advantage. Like, I know they got screwed out of the one seed because of everything that happened. I think the team that got screwed the most was Cincinnati because I do think Cincinnati was going to beat Buffalo. I agree. And they should be the two seed. They got screwed, but... I mean, they get an easy game this week, though, anyway. So. But moving on to uh, the next game. We have the 9-7-1 and six-seeded New York Giants traveling to the 13-4 and three-seeded uh, Minnesota Vikings. Vikings are, are favored by three. I don't know. This matchup sucks because I feel like Vikings are frauds. And I feel like towards the end of the season the Giants kind of revealed themselves as being frauds as well. Kind of lucked into their situation and then didn't know how to handle it and kind of just fell into the sixth seed because they won so many games at the beginning of the year. So for that, since they're in Minnesota, going to go with uh, Greg Joseph winning field goal to win it. This time, probably not a double doink, but I mean, I'd be, I'd be totally happy with a double doink. That was the Bears, though. Still... Double doings all around. I don't care. <laughs> uh, no, I uh, I'm I'm gonna say the Vikings are gonna get their come uppings come uppings here. All of their I mean, one, 
one score wins over this entire year. They beat the Giants on a like 60 yard field goal, I want to say. 61. 61. Yeah, 61 yard field goal. So, you know what? It's time for some vengeance here. Give me the Giants in this game. Give me white Michael Vick, Daniel Jones running all over that Vikings defense. And that Vikings defense is garbage. It's garbage, folks. So Saquon Barkley with a week off, going to have some fresh legs. He's going to run up and down the field. I got the Giants. Let's go. Let's go, G-Men. Ugh, it feels dirty, but I don't care. I don't know how anyone can root for those those blue wieners. Um, anyways, uh, moving on to the game on Sunday night at 7.15 Central Time. We have the seven uh, I don't know what seed we're at anymore. I should have wrote the seeds down. Yeah, it can't be the seven seed. The six seeded Baltimore Ravens traveling to the three seeded Cincinnati Bengals. Uh Baltimore finished ten and seven. Cincinnati finished twelve and four. Rematch of last week. Lamar Jackson is also up in the air, just like two off. Um, Huntley is also up in the air, I believe. So I, either way, I think Cincinnati is going to win this game. I think it will be a better game if Lamar Jackson's playing, but I think that his injury is a little worse than they've been letting on because they had high hopes when he got hurt that he'd be back by now, but I don't think that he's recovering as quickly as they would have hoped. And I just don't think he's going to play. And then the question is, has he played his last game in a Baltimore Ravens jersey? I don't know. I guess that's something we'll have to wait and see how uh, how it works out in the offseason. But a lot of interesting storylines already formulating. And, yeah, but I got Cincinnati in this game. Yeah, this game, while I think it's pretty obvious, I'm also going with Cincinnati. Even if Lamar Jackson does play, I think Cincinnati is the hotter team. They have shown that... They are definitely not fraudulent from last year and deserve to be in the Super Bowl last year and look like they're even better this year now that this offensive line has come together and Joe Burrow isn't getting hit as much anymore. They look like a totally different beast, and I just don't see them losing this game. I do think the most interesting question is if Lamar Jackson does or doesn't play, is this his last time in a Baltimore uh, uniform? as the Jets have already said that they're interested in Lamar Jackson and will be pursuing him heavily in the offseason. And, I mean, will Baltimore pay him? Is he worth to pay? Like, he's been hurt. Is he a franchise quarterback? Because he's going to require a lot of money. He wants Deshaun Jackson guaranteed money. Or not Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Watson guaranteed money. And if you give it to him, is it worth it? Does he play a full NFL season? You just... I don't know. I think that's Lamar Jackson question marks are the most interesting part of this game because I don't see uh, Baltimore being competitive in this game, even though, yes, I know it's a division game. It's the third time they're playing this year. I just think Cincinnati's got their number at this point. I think this game gets out of hand quickly. I think that somebody's going to be willing to pay him what he wants. And I am... I'm thinking that he's going to be back in Baltimore next year. I just, I think that 
sometimes you gotta live and die by the sword. You drafted him, and if he does go to some other team and it burns you, like that's on you. But at the same time, if he was more of a flash in the pan kind of player, had a good couple seasons at the beginning of his career, won an MVP, and you sign him for big bucks and he doesn't pan out after that, that's also on you. Like I said, did I don't know. If I were the front office, I drafted him. If I had that much faith in him, I'm bringing him back. If I think that he can win a Super Bowl, I'm bringing him back. So. I'm bringing him back, too. I, I agree. I think Lamar Jackson's a good quarterback. I do think he's a franchise quarterback. So I would pay him the money and bring him back. They did just sign Roquan Smith to the biggest uh, linebacker contract in the history of the NFL. So... <laughs> That's uh, some money that they don't have now. That's so true. So I wonder if that's going to affect anything. So anyways, I guess we'll have to wait and see. I think Cincinnati's winning this game either way. Uh, yep. They're favored by seven. Uh, sure. I don't I don't want to go against the Lions this week. I just don't feel safe. I don't feel <laughs> safe at all. I need an adult. I need an adult. Um, moving on. To the final game of the wild card weekend, the super wild card weekend, we have the five seed, the 12 and five Dallas Cowboys. It's nuts that they're 12 and five and they're the five seed. Uh, going up against the four seed, who is eight and nine? That's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, yeah, Dallas is favored by two and a half. They, they laid an egg against the Commanders on Sunday. Tampa Bay also rested their starters most of the game, but still, let's get honest, they probably would have lost Atlanta anyways. Who's the better team here? I don't know. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay because they got Tom Brady, and it's the playoffs. And also, they got Mike McCarthy coaching Dallas, and it's the playoffs. I'm going Tampa Bay. This got for Yeah, I was going to say, this is the golden lock of the week, folks, and I know it seems wild to do this, but... Because of all the reasons Diesel just said, it's Tampa Bay. Like, I think Tampa Bay is getting points in this game. Like, they are not the favorite team, if I am correct, right? Dallas is favored by two and a half. Correct. So I'm getting points with Tampa Bay. And I think Tampa Bay wins this game outright. They housed Dallas the first week. And Dallas, though a great team, are very flawed right now. Yeah, I mean, think back to that first game where we were, like, thinking about, like, football. Tampa Bay started off 3-0, and and, like, they looked like they were setting up for another good season. They won their division still, but they finished under 500 doing so. It, I don't know, and then Dallas losing in the first week, losing Dak Prescott with that thumb injury. That seems like years ago now, but I mean, Cooper Rush keeping Kept this the ship afloat. Together, like, with like Cooper Rush should be like, I know they have Michael Parsons who definitely cooled off in the second half of the season, but like, Cooper Rush should be the MVP of this season just for the fact of keeping everything together while Dak was out. Like, if he would have folded, Dallas probably wouldn't have made the playoffs. So, but still, that being said, they're going to choke on Monday night. And 
Tom Brady's going to be Tom Brady, and I believe that he's going to go into the divisional round. I, I think Tom Brady is poised for another run. The Buccaneers are getting healthy, and it's not just because I picked the Buccaneers to go to the Super Bowl before the season started, and I want to look real smart. I do really think the NFC is weird this year once again and i could see a tampa bay sneaking in if some things break the right way so like yeah i got tampa bay in this game texted you last week i could see tampa bay going on a run like i feel dallas is weaker than they were a few weeks ago san francisco they are a team that seems unbeatable and that's when david comes in and topples goliath and then you have them winning both those games, whether they're facing Minnesota or, I guess, New York or Philadelphia. Uh, I don't know. I think we'll have to see where we're at. I think they could beat Philadelphia. If they meet Philadelphia in the, like, I guess, by the way my picks go, they meet them in the second round. But if, like, somehow if New York did beat Minnesota and they met Philadelphia in the NFC Championship, tell me right now I'm taking Tampa Bay. Hey man, I and Philadelphia. I Philadelphia have been high on all year, but they're getting pretty banged up. Like Jalen Hurts is one bad hit away from being out, and I love Gardner Minshew, but I'm definitely taking Tom Brady over Gardner Minshew. Uh, I mean, I'm taking Tom Brady over Daniel Jones. I'm taking Tom Brady over Kirk Cousins. I'm ta- I'm, I mean, Tom Brady really is the best quarterback left in this NFC playoff picture. You know who you're sounding like right now? Who? You're sounding like Jr. In our group chat yeah, that we had I know. About like 10 weeks ago. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but I'm, I'm doing it. I, I, I'm drinking That's the Kool-Aid. Drinking I mean, the Kool-Aid. But, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, it's a different time of the season. Like, Tom Brady's been there before. He's played 10 Super Bowls, won seven. He's won more Super Bowls individually than any other franchise in the NFL. Wait. What can you say about that? Does anyone... How much playoff experience does anyone else in the NFC have for quarterback-wise? Dak Prescott's been there one time? Twice. Twice? Twice, because the Packers beat him. Uh, that uh, Jared Cook. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, so there's two there. Uh, Brock Purdy's never been in the playoffs, obviously. Uh, Jalen Hurts has never been in the playoffs. Uh yeah, Gino has never started a playoff game. If never I started a playoff recall. game. No, Daniel Jones. Nope. Uh, let's see who Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. How do you like that? <laughs> How do you like that? He's he's got a little playoff experience. So all of the other quarterbacks combined <laughs> in these NFC playoffs, uh, it's that what is nuts. Pales in comparison. He quadruples the playoff. Like it's more than quadruples. I don't even know what that number is. How many times over Tom Brady has played a playoff games and the rest of these quarterbacks combined? And, I mean, he almost has a career's worth of playoff games. Like that some quarterbacks have like a career worth of games. Yeah. Which is nuts. But Woo! TV yeah. twelve. Gave up his marriage for football. And he's winning another Super Bowl, folks. Drinking the Kool-Aid. Man. I, I mean, I mean, I guess in a weird way, I don't know why Like, I am compelled to root for that. As much as I don't like Tampa Bay, and as much as I've been a Tom Brady 
Like, I don't want to say hater, but like he's never been my favorite. Never really liked him very much. But like, I kind of want to see it. As much chaos as we've had this year, what would be the ultimate chaos? Tom Brady winning his eighth Super Bowl when like they were <laughs> when they went eight and nine during the regular season. Yeah. Yes, an so, eight and nine team winning the Super Bowl is the perfect chaotic end to this season. But they beat Jacksonville to do it. Yes. That would be the best. Tampa Bay Jacksonville. That's what we're rooting for here. <laughs> View from the top of the goalpost. I, hey, I love it. If that were the Super Bowl, I love it. And then the it's AFC title happen. game has to be the Jacksonville Jaguars versus Cincinnati Bengals. So it's a big cat bowl. I'll allow it. Well, then, Good. then it would, the NFC Championship would have to be the Buccaneers versus the Vikings. Then you have the Battle of the Pirates versus the Vikings. Perfect. You know, we figured it all yeah. out, folks. Okay, well, I, mean, I think we had enough fun this week. <laughs> I've had enough fun I'm, for this I'm week. I'm actually a little more excited for these games now after we talked about, um, like, talking about scenarios and everything like that. So, I... I mean, I'm watching them all regardless. So Obviously. And I'm not, I'm going in with low expectations because last year was so good that I don't even want to like pretend that this year is going to be anywhere near what how good last year's playoffs were because I don't think it's possible to top what happened last year. Um, I think we'll ever get another 13 second play like that again. I don't, I don't think that'll ever, yeah. ever occur. I'm interested to see if the overtime rules come into play. I personally think they're asinine. I think it makes no difference. It did. It, it does nothing. It's the same thing as uh, like sudden death, essentially, because if you tie the game up, then it's goes into sudden death. And sudden death, anyways. Thing. Yeah. I have thought about this a lot and a lot and a lot. And I think I finally think that sudden death, that's how it should be. You have 60 minutes to win the game. This is overtime. You're not supposed to play another quarter. We're playing to find a winner. And yeah, it might come down to a coin flip, but you also got to put your defense out there. You could have won the game in that 60 minutes. I say all this overtime rules is malarkey, and it should go back to 15 minute like overtime. But I also think that... It should be sudden death and only sudden death. But I'm in the minority. But I agree with you. I think sudden death is probably the right call. If you're not going to go to the pure college rules, which I think are actually probably the best version of overtime, where it's just like a shootout, basically. Because I think that makes the most sense. But they will never do that because that would say that the college system is better than the pro system. And you know that ain't happening. You know, people are going to complain about, like, one team scores a touchdown, another team goes down and scores a touchdown, another team comes back and kicks a field goal, and then their fans are going to be like, wait, they got the ball twice. We only got the ball once. Why? Like, that's what's going to happen. You know, it's just... Why don't we just play a second game? Why don't we just do it, you know, best of three? And, you know, you get... If you lose the first one, then you play a second game, and then if you, you know, you split those games, then you play a third. No, better yet. Why don't we just, uh... Do like American Idol and have a fan vote and wait about an hour and Hey, we can do it live. Want. I watch Dancing with the Stars. They do that yeah, shit live nowadays, exactly. man. 
We could do it uh, right on uh, right on TV. So I'm saying, might as well do it that way. I'm in. I'm voting for the Jags and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> Putting all my votes in on them. Okay, well, I think that's enough for today. Uh, any final thoughts? Uh, I don't really have any. I think that uh, I'm excited. I am excited for playoffs, football. you know. It's playoff football. Besides that, no. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, then we can do uh, social media. Follow me on Twitter at Diesel underscore VFTR. You can follow Chad on Twitter at Chad underscore Mind. You can follow... I don't know. You can follow Visionaries Global Media on Twitter at Viz Global Media. You can join Visionaries Global Media by sending in your podcast to Visionaries Global Media at gmail.com and you'll be heard on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spotify, Podknife, and Potable, and so, so many more. I keep on forgetting. We haven't done like VFTR 2.0 in a long time, and I I still every time wait for Chad to chime in, and he just never does anymore. I don't. It's not my part anymore. But yeah, so be sure to follow us on all our social medias and. Oh, yeah. Uh, Visionaries Global Media on YouTube. If you're listening to this on any of the podcasting platforms, this is uh, also a video podcast. So be sure to subscribe to Visionaries Global Media on YouTube. Give us a thumbs up, a subscribe, uh, a like, uh, whatever. An upvote. We're not on Reddit, um, but you can still give us an upvote. Start a subreddit for us. There you go. And talk about us behind our backs. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really got much else to say. I'm just excited that uh, we're halfway through January, which means playoffs. And I don't know. For Chad, I'm not Chad. He's Chad. For Chad, I am Diesel. And I say, let's watch some football. Bye. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media. Envisioning excellence on a global scale.